0: Welcome to Screen Talk, New Earth Weekly Movie Podcast, the post Oscars WTF 2022 edition. I'm Eric Cohn, joined by Ann Thompson, and we are tired. Um, it's been a week. And obviously, Ann, we are here to talk about the biggest surprise of the evening, which is in, indefinitely um, the Belfast upset in the screenplay. Oh, yeah, category. that was the
1: biggest news of the night. <laughs> the big.
0: The big surprise, and I called and it. By the way,
1: but you did, and that's why thats why you're bringing <laughs> yeah. it up, Eric. You know, like, <laughs> what, hey, what else? I got one wrong. <laughs> no, I got a few of the. I actually got the shorts wrong. That was my biggest. Uh, a lot of
0: people yeah. did. I don't think a lot of people. Uh, the Queen of Basketball Queen was of basketball, popular. I, have but... known.
1: I did know. I knew it, and I was being sort of stubborn about. Well, there. I mean, a lot of people.
0: We had a good weekend roaming around talking to people. I think a lot of people were saying Audible they really liked. I mean, it was probably I think quite. It's probably
1: close. Yeah, yeah. So, but the, you know yeah. what? Even in the short races, you do start to hear one title. Now, you and I both picked Robin Robin, and that didn't end up winning.
0: Windshield wiper. Yeah, very. And very that interesting. was a and I talked learned. you into that. Yeah, that
1: was a lesson learned. You did. I'm afraid, but I wasn't <laughs> voting for windshield wiper. If I didn't vote for yeah, uh, Robin a lot Robin of people Robin. got that wrong. Uh, so that one, a lot of people got wrong, but that one was a question of the um I will never do this again it is I went to the theater to see the doc shorts and I will in the future attempt to see all the shorts in the theater because I watched windshield wiper true confession on my phone
0: Wow. That was a
1: gorgeous, gorgeous looking movie. I could see that. It's not that I didn't recognize that, but it didn't have the full impact.
0: No more phone, no more phone screeners for no you. more.
1: Because I was really yeah. chasing around the shorts sort of catch as catch can. Sometimes I was on the computer, you know, whatever. Lesson learned.
0: So anyway, um, obviously. Otherwise for the I most got part, everything
1: right. Those yeah, shorts and
0: I'm fairly the, predictable. And I Belfast. tried to take a risk on, on actress with Penelope Cruz. That was wrong. Coda was as as we both sort of agreed when you go through it. There's, it was just really hard to see it any other kind of way. But we really should talk about the actual surprise of the night because it was upstage.
1: Let's just walk through it. Let's just let, let, let everybody enjoy what we enjoyed because we actually got to go. We got to go to the Oscars and the contrast between what it was like to experience the joy of the red carpet, that's what everybody who has never been there doesn't necessarily, you can see it to a degree when you're watching the red carpet, but when you're there, there's this giddy excitement and all the nominees that we were talking to, the people who were rooting for things from, you know, Focus Features or or uh, A24 or whatever it was, um, you know, they were ex- a neon and, and so on, they were excited, you know, I talked to, um, Mary Parent uh, from uh, you know legendary rooting for Dune or or uh, and I predicted six wins which we got which Dune got yeah. and you know there was also you know uh, talking to um, Eric Roth you know one of the screenwriters of of uh, of King Richard and and so forth so so um, not King Richard Dune Dune. So you get to you get to the uh, actual, you know, they were the the producer of uh, Power of the Dog, uh, you know, Tanya. You, you get inside and, it's, you know, you, you're sitting down and fighting over the seats and so on. And and, uh, and we and we were going for it until the big uh, interruption that occurred. Now you can go. OK, say,
0: the big interruption but, but, but the or, thing, or as a, a Pedro disruption. Almodovar. Puts it the the violent incident I think is the way he described it in, in his dispatch for us I I it's just it's fascinating listening to you talk about all this stuff because yeah about the red carpet the, the, was
1: the anticipation great. the excitement there was, we
0: had a good time and you I know, did have a good time overall
1: and why is that it's because all these people worked so hard for so long to get to that great moment to get to their victory potential, the possibility of winning an Oscar. Most of them knew one way or the other. Who well, was and I also,
0: I also think that, it's—it yes, there's the buildup, but there's also just experientially being inside the machinery of the industry is a very satisfying place to be because you see how even if people question the relevance of the Oscars and there are all these desperate bids to increase ratings it has it has such value internationally to see the entourage of drive my car there to see the worst person in the world people there all the the tall norwegians at the bar i kept thinking like they're all looming above me you know where they are you know or and to see them sort of commingling with with various stars and so forth i mean that is such a fascinating thing to see up close and so I usually come yeah. out of Oscar season thinking that's the most important thing to talk
1: no, about. No, you were, you were, and you did in the end, write about a lot of those people as you were hanging out with them. You, you, what Eric does uh, during the, uh, I sit in the chair and I'm like laser focused on the show. And I part, vanished. Partly because I'm trying to figure out what's going on on the I show. I cut and run. And, and he's, and Eric's roaming and talking to people in the lobby, including the very disconsolate uh, folks from Netflix uh, who, who saw yeah, where, but, where it was going. But they you know? threw,
0: as we know, a, a great dance party up at the Governor's Ball, and, and perhaps part what of that... happened
1: was... at the Governor's Ball is that after they lost 26 out of 27 nominations, winning only one for Jane Campion after all the work and all the energy and all the effort and all the extraordinary expenditures and billboards and panels. I mean, you and I know... It, it, close up, but even we don't fully appreciate, I think, what labor goes into all of this, what hours are expended, not just the money.
0: People's full time jobs, it's their job through every minutia of this stuff, including the conversations that we have and the various kinds of news stories that come out of various other award shows. We and work stuff and, we're
1: hand in glove with them in, in the Oscar season. So in the end, they were very unhappy. And I was there at the governor's ball as you were and and saw them sitting in their section, which was a big section. For Netflix, all their films over there in one corner. And at some point, they just snapped out of it and went to the dance floor, hit the dance floor. Yeah.
0: And Jane Campion put her Oscar down, and then all these people started picking it up and posing with it. It kind of felt like throw caution to the wind and just let things fly. I mean, there was something sincere it, in that, even if it was performance.
1: The well, there's also the the question of of how dangerous it is to put your Oscar down. Frances Mormons yeah. was stolen. At, at <laughs> Maybe she
0: just point. doesn't care anymore. She won the damn thing. They'll get her a new one if it vanishes. So no, no,
1: yeah. they found it. But the the thing with um with uh, Questlove, he was on uh, he so Summer of Soul. We're kind of jumping around summer of soul ended up winning um doc as we suspected it would and its um moment was really hijacked
0: yeah all right still so fine we can talk yes. about this thing we i feel like the reason we're jumping around is because you want to talk about the other stuff. You don't want to talk about what Will Smith we're did. We're kind of tired Trump.
1: of it at this point. But
0: which... I mean, that's the thing. We do have to. We do have to deal with it. It is right.
1: the elephant in the room. We were there. We watched. We saw. We heard the slap. We heard the yelling from the chair. We you saw heard it go echo
0: up. in the theater. That's what was so chilling. I posted a, a video of it. I mean, it was like he wasn't mic'd. So you could feel the silence in the room in a way that it, I watched it as you may have as well. I did TV again. I watched not the whole even, thing again because it was quiet on TV, but hearing it was just terrifying because you just didn't know what to do. You know, it's like if you're in a bar and some brawl breaks out, you get distance from that. But what it do you? It was doing a
1: queasy feeling. It was a very sick, sort of sad, upset feeling because then you also understood that there was a question looming in the room. What now? what is going to happen next and how are they going to handle this? So there's one moment where P Diddy comes out and says, Hey guys, you know,
0: we'll resolve it at the gold party.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then then there's that hilarious moment where Schumer, I thought they handled this very well, comes out and said, did I miss anything? She'd been Spider-Man up there in the harness. Well,
0: what was weird for me, and I don't know what it was like, you stay in your seat and watch the thing. But for me, so I was like, on the lower floor, like I do, it popped in. I went in because I wanted to watch Doc because I, I we had the run of show and I knew Doc was coming up, and I wanted to watch that because that was a category that I wanted to see Questlove's speech but you for. You were in the room, so yeah. I was in the room, but I was sort of off standing near the exit because I figured I'd watch that and then pop back out. Then this happens. And I took a little video of it and I was like back outside and I saw industry people. I saw Apple's Matt Denler and Peter Kodowski from Focus. And I saw Adam McKay and everybody wanted to know what just happened because they weren't in the theater, you know? So it was just like, and Did then I looked at my them? phone and I start telling them and they're like, can you text me that video and all that kind of stuff. And then I look at my phone and I've got like 50 text messages, including my non-industry friends who might not even have been all my friends are doing off, the
1: same thing. What happened? You know, what happened? They Tell want us to know.
0: Happened. And so I'm trying to explain to people how I understood what was happening and but it was really hard to fully clarify because it was happening in real time. So, so we were up so uh, uh, I was
1: sitting in front and back of the two uh like the, the bureau I think it was probably a senior AP bureau chief type and uh lindsay barr who, who writes about film for ap yeah and she was smart she went down and stood and i went joined her a couple of times she stood over the railing and looked down
0: on the floor
1: below to see who was talking to who and and what we've learned from all the reporting later and we were also checking our phones we looked at the australia video we looked at the japan video these were the uncensored uh because people at home didn't hear the audio of the yelling it was leaped out it was totally silent and you and I watched it you watched it you saw what they saw at home so I I I, we, you could see the whole thing unfold and you could we were in from where I saw it you couldn't tell Uh, it looked very choreographed that's why people were so confused by whether it had really happened or not whether it was staged and we couldn't from the angle where we were looking we couldn't see how much Chris Rock recoiled. But if you looked at the video and you looked at the photos that started to emerge. It was a
0: hard slap. It
1: was a recoil. And that he really was hit hard enough to to back off.
0: So the thing that's so shocking about this, I mean, there are many things that are so shocking about this, but it's that... Somebody like Will Smith, who lives in the public eye and somebody like Chris Rock, not, these guys knew each other and they had a relationship and they, and had, Chris, a they
1: had a feud. That He
0: would be feud. so overcome with anger in that particular moment to behave that way on live TV. And then maybe we don't know exactly not leave when he was asked to leave. We don't we know that. Well, all right, let's
1: parse that. Okay. So what, what the reporting questions. what the reporting shows uh, a he, as he suggested, Denzel Washington and Tyler Perry went over to talk to him, and there was some brushing off of the shoulders that everyone witnessed, you know. And then there was the uh, also the uh, Bradley Cooper went over, and there's a very lovely little thing that happened where this very over uh, wrought um, one of the uh, guys on the stage who who was one of the you know holding the Oscars guys and escorts for the talent. You saw him a few times in the course of the evening. You were even introduced to him at the beginning on the red carpet section. Hmm. That guy went over and was very upset and talked to him for a while and was crying and left the, the house. Um, so then there was, then the question is uh, I didn't see this. And Lindsay Barr didn't I, I either. I checked with her. Ruben and Hudson went backstage, went into the green room. This is David and- Rubin, the
0: head of the academy, and Don Hudson, the CEO
1: who talked and they spoke to um, his press agent and they, they talked to her, Will Smith's press agent and she was going back and forth. So whatever they were saying, they were saying to her, they didn't go in and confront him directly in person, which I think is chicken shit of them. Yeah. But it's not surprising. They should have done it. They should have stood up to him. Eric, you know me very well. I am not the president of the Academy. I'm not an important person. If, if it had been me, I would have gone and confronted him.
0: I know. I mean, that's it, but it's what's not, it's not surprising. And I wouldn't to have me. been
1: afraid of him. I wouldn't because have been it, scared to do that.
0: But I feel like the the problem that we've seen with the academy over the years is, is that they just are not, they don't have contingency plans. I mean, you would think five years after the law was. It's not la something
1: land, they could have predicted. It seriously. was so,
0: it was just so strange psychologically to be going through this. And these aren't, Security people. I mean, Will Packer. Like who so was will supposed Packer, to exactly? Will Packer, according
1: to reports that broke um, he came yesterday, out. went out and he's the, and he, all right. So who's in charge is one. Who's of in the charge? Questions.
0: That's it's like he there wasn't a contingency plan no, for. he really
1: will. is in charge. Will Packer is the producer of the Oscar show. It is an ABC. It isn't the Academy. It's Will Packer. They designated him to be the producer of the show, and he ended up telling Will Smith to stay in his seat according to reports.
0: And so now that we have all these reports everyone's going to have their version of the story and we have to live with this but there's also this broader question of what are the repercussions right because the academy, the academy had did
1: not tell him to leave if they did tell him to leave they didn't do they're denying What's going on is that is that Will Smith's people are denying that the Academy made an order for him to leave, that that, in, that, that was requested of him because the Academy c- came out. First, they said, we condemn this. Then they wrote a, a, a statement. Then they finally had a meeting and decided that he would have to go through uh, a process of investigation. Right.
0: So yeah. the whole question sanction, of, who, you know, sanction, probably should he have left is, is ultimately going to be this like, open question in the history of broadcast TV, this bizarre live moment where he gave this speech that they had enabled him to be able to give in spite of doing this. But the real question... And a lot of time went
1: by. There was a lot, like 40 was a long minutes ass that went by Yeah, and then they, And they didn't speech. play
0: him off. They didn't play him off. But like... If Wanda you know,
1: Sykes said to Ellen DeGeneres, who also hosted the Oscars, it was very sympathetic to her, as all stand-up comedians were, by the way, sympathetic to Chris Rock. That he that this is open season on, on on comics that you can't have allow someone to come up and hit them because they don't right. like a joke you right know, th- so the behavior was allowed to continue people stood and gave him a standing ovation this is very disturbing to me benedict cumberbatch stood and gave him a standing ovation i a think lot of a lot, people i mean did. i'm
0: not going to make apologies for that but we were in the room and there was so much un- i mean i remember watching they that were cheering like- I didn't know what to make of anything about anything anyone was doing because everybody was processing this in real time. Being in that room was just such an unusual sensation, and I I don't know if we should like go back and like relitigate who stood and who didn't stand. Some and like ask every person, do you regret standing and all that kind of stuff. To me, it's really more just a question of okay, uh, what what how do we address this particular issue in a way that seems responsible and allows people to feel like there's some sense of accountability here because he clearly did something wrong and that luckily chris with.
1: rock was not hurt yeah and chris rock when asked did by not the press cops, charges backstage no. did not press charges he still he he made some glancing reference to it at a at a show that he did, which people sent reporters to. Mike Fleming attended that show. Everybody in wanted to
0: see him say something, and yeah. you know he's got he's wrote this material a while ago, and he's got shows booked like for months. So,
1: so he will I'm make sure some statement at some point. There's him. a great deal of sympathy for him. Everybody's on his side. He, when I watched it again, I was really, as I was the uh, the night of, very impressed with his. Um, well. Stamina and, guy, and poise he actually went is, ahead and gave the award to Questlove, who was unfortunately a, not being paid attention to. He well, a lovely speech.
0: Questlove said that he was doing transcendental meditation. When that's they called right. Out Steve Fallon, stuff. So, like, look up, up that you know. clip. Wonderful. He was chill. He was chill. I will say it's Chris Rock did do something that's regrettable, which is he made a joke he had already made once before at another event for Summer of Soul where he said the movie is. Uh, the Oscar goes to Quest 11 for the white guys when Joseph Patel, who's a producer on the movie is in fact, Indian American. And, and wanted,
1: wanted to lay claim. To yeah, it. He had a I nice actually, thread on Twitter that, that And I spoke I to
0: Joseph. If you look at the story I wrote, he's quoted in that story. I mean, I thought he was rehearsing his speech with me. He didn't actually end up speaking, but uh, he was very, very proud of, of having that designation at that particular moment. There had actually been a South Asian uh celebration dinner earlier that week for the nominee because there were several nominees including riz Ahmed who won as a producer of the short film um so knowing that that was planned it was, it's really unfortunate i do hope chris finds a way to make him i don't know if he will but also i hope that joseph patel can also appreciate that winning an oscar for producing summer of Soul yeah, the a important big deal. Thing. Yeah, yeah it still matters so anyway so but let's let's get back to the academy question right because they're saying there's there's rules now that it's going to take. There some are time.
1: bylaws, and they're very strong. Uh, they're, if you look at them, it's strongly worded. What he did was absolutely an assault on the academy and and the the audience and uh, in the room and around the world. So they they really um, I think um, I don't think he should have been allowed to go up and accept his Oscar. But given that he did um now they have to come up with some way to punish him and ca- hold him responsible as you said and they will they're going to take weirdly some time.
0: talking to some colleagues I, I flash back to the experience i had in the new york film critic circle in 2013 when steve mcqueen won best director for 12 years a slave and armand white presumably quite drunk from his table called him a garbage man and a doorman And we held an emergency meeting that resulted in his expulsion from the group. And Tina Fey made a joke off of that. What did you do
1: that night, though?
0: That night, nobody really knew what to do. All there was, that night, there was, it was a weirdly, it's like almost like on a micro level, similar kind of thing. I mean, it was like nobody really allowed
1: him to stay in his seat.
0: Yeah. I mean, nobody uh, near film critic circles. That
1: was just yelling. That was just
0: yelling, but Steve McQueen flew to town to accept that award. And it was a stop on the award circuit. And Tina Fey made a reference to it on the Golden Globes like the next day or whatever. So it was. Very frustrating. It was very frustrating. I remember to, to our chairman that year, who was Josh Robcoff at the time at, at New York, at Time Out in New York. And ultimately, we held the, a, a vote, and the vote came down to a question of should we expel him or ban him for a year? And I remember voting to ban for a year because to me, it felt like this is a punitive action. A guy like that probably isn't gonna to want to stick around in our presence anyway. But it shows that there are standards, without being sort of totally absolutist about it. Um, but others felt differently, and he was he was banned, and then got really good press out of it, including a New York Times profile, and and that was that. But it did sort of reinforce this idea that you can't just be boorish at these events and assume there aren't consequences. So. I would think that the Academy might be leaning in that direction. Oh, but they are. It's They're really going to be
1: um, uh, uh, uh another meeting on April the 18th, which is the usual sort of Oscar post mortem meeting. But some
0: people are going to want to boot him for good. And I bet even some will want to take away that Oscar. I don't and that's think a you can question.
1: take the Oscar away. I but he doesn't own strongly it. About that. It's a loan. Him, and the right? people, well, they voted for him to get that Oscar. They sure, but
0: they him. could take it back if the if the Academy wanted to hold a vote to make that decision. No, they I don't think could. so,
1: because it's the Academy members who voted on all of their ballots for that Oscar to be awarded to him for that performance. So the whatever the Board of Governors can do this, this that that horse is out of the gate. They hmm. can take away his membership they can refuse to invite him ever to come back to the Oscars. He, had, he said that he was quoted saying, I hope they have me back.
0: Right, he said it um, in his speech. Yeah. You know,
1: so so I think that I think those are the sanctions that. They, and that and they
0: he's allowed employ. to present uh, a case or make a statement Next to them to writing.
1: Year, he would usually be invited to present best actor again. He, he will not be, I'm sure. Well, I back. would
0: assume not. And I wonder if Chris Rock will want to come back, you know, like after the Moonlight Law. I would, law doubt or anything. I would Remember they doubt. had Warren Beatty and Faye denaway come back again to do Best Picture right that time? I, I mean, all of this just opens up all these questions. I mean, I've talked to Academy members who are just like sad and embarrassed. I mean, it just opens up all these questions about like, what, what are the Oscars supposed to be projecting to the world? And how does that, you know, wind up syncing with, what it needs to be on the world stage. I mean, it's like the TV show wasn't particularly great. And then terrible thing It wasn't as
1: disastrous as all that. I mean, the one that was disastrous was last year. And this one with the pendulum was swinging in the direction of something more commercial. One of the interesting things um, that kind of got set aside in the conversations about the Oscars because it wasn't that, you know, at the top of everyone's list of what was important was the eight categories issue. Eric, what was your sitting? I mean, when you looked at rewind again, when you looked at it again, what did you think?
0: So we sat down for an hour before this thing started and I was like texting audio files to our guy backstage to write up these speeches, which then wound up more or less being intact in the broadcast, so I almost felt like you know, it was sort of redundant to do this in the first place because they—I don't—I would be surprised if they saved that much time. The show ran over; it was By a 39 quite
1: long. Nine minutes.
0: Yeah, and I remember sitting there in the audience towards the end. It was like right before actor, and then picture, and then actress, and then picture. There was another comedy sketch, and I was like, "Why are they doing this? They should have kept this for time." But um, the there was something about the overall way that that unfolded that felt like it was just. So forgettable. Like by the time the show started, those awards were just like a whiff. And there were some good speeches. The Queen of Basketball speech was really that good. That was a good speech. That being
1: Everybody saw the speech. I I have to say the first one. I think that was. I think Sound was the first one that came on. They um they cut too quickly to to the. It was really like a weird jump cut Yeah, where you're where there's but how much time is how that? did you... that guy get to the microphone yeah so what,
0: what are you talking about like 30 was, seconds teleported
1: you know to the to the mic so they, they made it they showed more people climbing onto the stage after that but yeah. but seriously it wasn't worth the surus it wasn't no. worth the fact that they are at war the academy itself if you think about it what is the academy the academy is is 17 branches uh, representing now that they've expanded, ninety five hundred voting members, yeah. you know, up dramatically in the last six years, and then and then you have the 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 three governors elected by the membership to represent each branch. So you have fifty four altogether because they've got some. Um, uh people representing uh you know uh, people of color and so forth on the on the on the board so you have like three of them so you've got like 54 all together that's a very unwieldy group and they're representing the membership that's the problem right now is that the membership is up in arms yeah. because most of them are in the crafts. You, you, know? you I believe, I tried, tried to crafts, ask this them. This is what mm-hmm. happened. So I was talking to somebody who was giving me these stats. The crafts add up to about 32% of the Academy altogether. Um,
0: not not nothing that's for sure you know I mean, so it, the- so all
1: right so so which is one reason why Jane Campion's movie didn't 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 make it because you have so many people who could vote who are the union nation crafts yeah you know, all right so in the way anyway so so basically you have the the academy is at war with itself Steven Spielberg is angry Genevieve yeah. is angry.
0: You tried to get he these people to talk it. about it, and I, I believe. to Silver.
1: Yeah. yeah, he Not said that he yet. was going to take his ire to to the actual uh, Academy meeting. And which, and, by
0: the way, that is terrifying. Like I'm just, you know, something, when he speaks, everybody listens. Because so, they
1: didn't. They've had this debate for years this, and years and years. They didn't bring it to a vote of the a board of directors. Yeah. They did. Governors. Governors. They didn't do it because that's the the governors are the ones who represent the rank and file. They definitely didn't do that. They 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 made a decision on an executive decision on their own to do. I think a
0: lot of the so a lot of the governors are terming out this year. So I think there could be an opportunity for the academy to really look at this as, okay, we have this new. It's a fresh, not a total fresh slate, but something of a reboot needs to happen, like in a really big kind of way to think about how to sync up the agenda of the members of this nonprofit with the contract they have with ABC. Which is what makes hundreds
1: of millions of dollars. So here's another thing. I haven't got this nailed down, but there has been an enormous expansion in the number of people who work at the Academy since uh 2012 you know from hmm. something like 250 to something like 650 and i need to check these facts and make sure it's accurate so just it's bear an with army me. basically bear with me it's expanded a good deal there's a lot of i don't know how to put this i want to use the word boondoggle i i want to say they travel they play they you know they live large the people well, who work who at wouldn't? the academy i
0: mean it's a it's a pretty cool gig. It's a
1: very wealthy place, and they're accustomed to that, and they, they put the, a lot, so they, they also, Don Hudson's legacy is the museum itself too, the Academy Museum. So there are all these different issues uh, of how uh, should they govern, who do they represent, is the ABC show, show the best way to represent what the Oscars are? Give out right. all the awards, let it be what it is, and if it has to be a smaller event, Like the BAFTAs or or the uh, Tonys, you know, which are fractionally smaller than the Oscars. Mm -hmm. You don't want to throw away what it has become, but maybe it has to become the classy version of itself on another venue.
0: I mean, there are so many. It, I don't. I'm not convinced that you can't make this a great show and make it appealing to people in a wide array. Of, I think the constant attempt to like make jokes of the weirder movies that got not get nominated. They like, made of a lot of fun. I mean,
1: The Power of the I, Dog was not the longest movie that was playing. No, played.
0: but that's it's the same thing that Nick, you know. Nick Offerman made some silly joke about about nobody seeing the movies nominated when you hosted the Spirit Awards. Like that mentality is going about it the wrong way. Just assume that some people watching this thing are aware of the movies, some aren't. And so you have to like make the case either for those movies or just find other stuff you can build on top of the event itself to make it appealing. I mean, I think there's there's two different things going on. One is that if you're somebody who covers the Oscars, as we do... This is actually the last few years have been very exciting in terms of the way they've opened up to a wider array of movies. The Parasite Victory, you know, the the Moonlight Victory, the fact that Drive My Car got all these major nominations. See, all these things are are really valuable. Yeah, but
1: they don't bring in an audience.
0: They don't bring it, but that's why I'm saying, I mean, I don't think we should be trying to get popular movies nominated or making jokes about the movies that nobody's seen. I think you just have to think of the show as being discreet from all that. There was make a time. it entertaining in its own way
1: there was a time when the oscars represented a mainstream uh conversation that occurred across the country and across the world and and that the movies mattered and that the, the the culture has shifted in such a way that the big movies don't matter in the same way and the big movies are that do matter are marvel movies that aren't going to get nominated by the oscars you know, outside of the tech categories and so how do you bring more people into the tent. to how ha- I don't like the fact that they're trying to popular make it a more populist, dumber, you know, no, pander so to the lowest denominator kind of thing. I don't like that any more than anyone else does. But I also recognize that they're not wrong to try to make a commercial accessible mainstream show. They're, right. There's, it there's a balance come at the to expense be drawn. Of
0: what you're celebrating. I mean, to me, I think like Night of Too Many Stars, Think about like, can you do something philanthropically that would bring as many top tier celebrities as possible from whatever industries? Don't put freaking Tony Hawk out there so he can be like, what am I even doing here? You know, bring major... I like that Diddy was there. I mean, I like that you had that element... Uh, you know, the way that they did, we don't talk about Bruno. Like some were- of
1: those people are real lugs. Sean Mendes, I mean, he was like a lug, you know? What, it was sort of a waste of space.
0: With a random decision. I mean, it, I was like, there must be some bigger play here, and there wasn't. So we need to figure out what is the bigger play. The writing play.
1: was okay. The writing could have been a lot better. And the problem is, too, that the producers bring in I mean, I think the the three hosts did the best they could, you know, with
0: what with but For Regina bag. Hall, though, she you had know, the worst material I know, the
1: but In a way, I have to say, uh, as the feminist in me doesn't approve, but on the other hand, having all those good-looking men up there was sort of amusing. I, but that's, I she's such,
0: a, I mean, you see her in movies like Support the Girls, and it's like, I just don't buy that she was into that. I don't know. Of, of the three hosts who have commented on that night, she is the one, as we record now, who still has, has not, not addressed anything.
1: it. Yeah. And I wonder
0: how you know it must have been very. She's
1: supportive of Will Packer. She's been in his movies. Right, the Tiffany Haddish, Haddish was was also supportive of him, and oh, and and of Will, that. yeah. So they weren't no. going to challenge him. Um, you know, Will Packer uh, wanted to to bring the ratings up, and he did.
0: <laughs> did he, or did that just happen? what i'm
1: really afraid of is that the you know they the abc stats were very amusing because they you know we were reporting that it was the second worst oscar show right so they went up (laughs) to 16.6 million after it had been 10 million uh no that was a pandemic anomaly so no one should use that as a real uh marker the question is were they going back up to where they were before the pandemic and of course that's not true they didn't the the, before the pandemic the numbers were in the in the 20s
0: well so, i mean there's so many different reasons why i mean it's like what's the show marketed inappropriately did they you know i didn't feel like the way they, they announced it very hard I, yeah. they
1: really did i i i think the it's a, a, it's always you know. about the movies was dune enough to bring everybody in i still there don't buy that story. argument That's, i don't know not an argument it's a fact titanic and lord of the rings brought in the biggest numbers of those were different year.
0: eras like, in that era, the Oscars, like you say, I mean, movies had a different resonance in our culture, even to in 2003 or, or Well, you or can't suggest that I mean.
1: Moonlight brought in people. It, it didn't, you know?
0: No, but I, again, I don't think it's the movies. I think it's the concept of the Oscars, and the Oscars themselves have to sell themselves to No, the audience, it has to stars. be a question
1: of what is the conversation culturally in the country around movies and you and i are part of a very small little bubble of people yeah, i, I love care my about bubble. the movies in a certain way it is not, not a wide you know uh, i i am delighted that lost city did business in theaters that sure. is a movie that I enjoyed, and there's hope for us yet. I'm delighted I, that Dog did well in theaters. I, I want mainstream commercial movies to succeed. I want there to be real um, uh, success in the theaters, and I'm very worried about that. But I don't forward. think
0: that's the Oscars. They are
1: connected.
0: I don't think that if Dune was nominated for Best Picture, these ratings would have been massive.
1: I it just, was just, nominated I, for Best Picture.
0: I, I mean, if, if Dune had like would been a front run, let's say, like, the way that some people, or, or if, it won uh, the most Spider-Man.
1: Oscars of any movie. Craft, right? Uh, and, and
0: it didn't, and has, didn't improve you know, the ratings.
1: It wasn't so. a, the kind of movie that we've been discussing. It was a four hundred million dollar movie. That was is, seen so
0: Spider Man, you, you, so. you think if Spider Man had a best yes,
1: picture? Yes, they would have had more people. Watching. I absolutely.
0: But it got that fan favorite thing.
1: Yeah, well, that was a wash, wasn't it? It was a complete, like, who cares?
0: But they worked it in, it had something, it, it and they allowed play, people to participate. It was obviously
1: an embarrassment. They, by the way,
0: they haven't announced Zack Snyder's
1: that. Army of the Dead. I
0: know, I know. By the way, the reason why I was like, Dune, I, it was a brain fart to say that like, Dune wasn't nominated for Best Pictures because I had basically forgotten about Dune by the end of that ceremony. It won all these awards early on, and then we kind of moved on. It's they were kind of very ironic
1: happy at the uh, victory party. <laughs>
0: but you know, what was—I don't think this made was it sad. On-
1: was how unhappy the King Richard people were.
0: Well, sure. They should have I mean, been
1: joyful. They should have been.
0: Should have been a big moment really for been all of them.
1: to celebrate the for the Williams
0: sisters, oh, for the God. for Ray Green who directed that yes, performance.
1: You He was so unhappy.
0: You know? Yeah, he wasn't and I thanked
1: think by Will Smith.
0: No, I was a real bummer. He did a great and, uh, job. I mean, he's yeah, moving it's, it's on. He's movie. got
1: a series coming up. which yeah, is
0: David special. Simon's new series. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess we'll see where all this leaves us. All I can say is where we are right now. I'm really glad that in two weeks... The Cannes film festival lineup is going to be announced and we could talk about that for a while I'm going to take vacation. a
1: vacation you're going to have to talk about that with someone else
0: i'm going to and then when you get back you're just going to dive right in I'm gonna but i in New am really excited York, excited and
1: i'm going to go to can and i'm very very excited about that so let's do the can lineup because you did a lot of hard boiled uh hard let's uh, what's the word you hard labor? some <laughs> shoe leather on uh reporting this, uh all these movies, it's like overwhelming. Now they're not all gonna be there. No. Some of Every them are going to Venice this. anyway.
0: We've been doing the wish list for years. I inherited it from some other people. We do a Sundance wish list and a can wish list. And the way that I think about it is like if you pick up the phone and you get some intel, it you you find out more things than you do if you just like look on IMDB and make some guesses. So you know that like that's what Iñárritu I mean. You Bardo, right. Like I Bardo's did. going to Venice from Inoritu or um, you know, people were thinking about some of these other other films like say Asteroid City from West Anderson, not done. Right. So those films aren't going to be there. But 50 movies that we came up with you know some of them are definitely going to be there and others you know may or may not but I'm like i am
1: going to bet you to dollars to donuts that the chris pine ben foster the contractor a special forces action picture will not be there
0: well i mean you never know that's really a very unlikely
1: like scenario
0: because sometimes what happens is you get Paramount. a film that yeah has its international uh yeah, needs yeah, an international they do that, launch but they do it when, the when there's film.
1: some patina do they want chris pine that badly i don't think so
0: You never know. I mean, it could be there, could be horse trading there as well, depending on what else they have.
1: But so. we're excited about a lot of things. I'm excited about Bowie from Brett Morgan. I'm excited sure. about Crimes of the Future from David Cronenberg.
0: That will be huge with Kristen Stewart in his mm-hmm. first movie in almost a decade.
1: And remember that her old boyfriend, Rob Pattinson, starred in Maps of the Stars. So this is yep. her time with, with Cronenberg. Yeah. I and love that. And her first
0: project post-Spencer Oscar yeah. nomination. She's been a
1: can so. many times. She's an old fan. So that's a likelihood that they would have her back on the red carpet post-Oscars, no question about it. Um, And I, you know, a lot of the, um, uh, I'm excited about seeing um, 3,000 years of longing, you know. Yeah, anything from
0: George Miller. Edris Alba, and and we want
1: Tilda Swinton back on the red carpet too. Or
0: how about Park Chan Wook with Decision to Leave? That's a film that was actually on this list last year because he shot it a while ago, and then they've been always excited to to see him. Park is always a a, a, you know wild ride, so there's something like that that I think people will be really excited about. And also like some stuff that it's like the thing I like about Cannes is you kind of like graduate to the bigger scale. Like you have filmmakers who start with something like kind of smaller. Or even not. Well, even I want to can. see Kelly
1: Reichert get into the competition. Yeah,
0: Kelly Reichert's new film. I, yeah. I know that's sort of being discussed now. Everything's so last minute. They, there's but a lot
1: of pressure on them to take the the women directors that they have consigned to uncertain Regard and put them in the competition, and so they need to they need to move her. Need to move yeah. her up. She
0: was already on the friggin' jury. Like, it's it's about time. Exactly. And the challenge with, with competition films, you watch them and you're like, oh yeah, that's a competition film. Like, you can feel it. But sometimes if they're like, they're not sure how it's gonna play, they might be reticent. And her films can be, you know, sort of, a slow burn so maybe there's some reticence there but that could be they, a, they gotta just go through with it if the movie's good and it's michelle williams and all that stuff like you get the red carpet so just just go for it you know i have a
1: question for you why do you think that luca guadagnino would bring bones and all to Cannes and not go to his native italy with that with a timothy chalamet movie
0: because of timothy chalamet <laughs>
1: because he wants to be on the red carpet
0: yeah i mean, mean we don't know that for sure i know that the film has been kind of Floating around for a bit, so if it doesn't show up, it can. It's probably going to fall. It's but a
1: cannibal movie, though, right? What is? With well, they this? love
0: that is kind it's of fresh crazy. Fresh yeah, movie. it looks wild. I, I mean, do look. Want
1: cannibal movies?
0: <laughs> you want you want something nice and easy?
1: No, it's just cannibal. Mo- well, no, he if
0: or specifically you don't want if that.
1: Nino pulls out something reasonable. I'm happy, of course. No, it's well, it's I was gonna sing well, about
0: On the subject of people graduating to competition, you remember that film Border a couple years ago from Ali Abbasi that ended up getting the makeup nomination. Really cool, crazy fantasy movie. He's got a film called Holy Spider. He actually has two films coming up. Another is with uh, Numi Rapace that's a a Hamlet adaptation. But Holy Spider sounds like another really wild movie about this like extremist who gets arrested and it just his work is so unpredictable so I'm really excited about what he's an Iranian Swedish director and I'm really excited for him potentially graduating to competition as well as uh, Anna Rose Fulmer who made this film The Fits a couple years ago that was a very small American indie um, really innovative look at like a a virus of all things it overtakes like a high school community but she's got this a24 film god's creatures that uh it's got emily watson and a bunch of other people in it that i think could be really cool so and then there's uh sarah polly's new movie with yes, uh, francis mcdormand a, a narrative
1: film and, and an amazing cast also francis mcdormand yeah. ben wishaw rooney mara and uh jesse buckley and claire foy what an incredible cast
0: yeah I mean, so- I can't I love no it. shortage of, of, of women directors so do
1: you really think the whale from Darren Aronofsky that one is an interesting
0: story i, okay? I think that it will be close but you never know so like for example what is
1: it is the question yeah
0: but also is it is it going to be ready in time i mean this was a mo- this was a movie shot I, th- I think like last fall or something um the red rocket as as you may recall, like we didn't know Red Rocket was gonna have a chance at Cannes because it was done they had a more or less a rough it
1: did that very fast.
0: And yeah. it was like, yeah, accepted like a day or two yeah. beforehand. So something like this may be down to the wire. I'm sure Aronofsky would love to be there, but who knows? So I guess That's, we'll see. You
1: know, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Thierry Frimault will be looking at these things. engaging whether they're yeah. the right ones for the red. Some of these things yeah a little extreme the for example i'm curious about uh, the way of the wind this is Who knows? My parents, malik which malik does- always
0: seems to material he is like the wind Gaza? right
1: Roaring from Sunny yeah.
0: Saul. Yeah, yeah. pretty He's wild.
1: Amazing. He
0: amazing shot that movie, actor. he shot the movie a while ago. So, I mean, you never know. It's like it's still usual. tinkering with it and all that kind of stuff. And in Ruben case, yeah.
1: Ostland has a new so, movie, the guy who made that. the square. I cannot wait to he see. He
0: won that. the Palme d'Or for the square. He's part of that class. He'll be in there. That's a movie that was shot on an, on an island um a little it's while a ago it's, it's been done for a bit it
1: looks like so these people get t- deposited i'm reading your your reporting <laughs> class you warfare story yeah, they, yeah exactly they get deposited on a desert island and they have to figure out who's gonna who's gonna survive i love it yeah. it's like a game of survivor
0: yeah yeah no and he's his, like kind of that's
1: gonna do well that's, that, that's up there on my but list.
0: you got to be careful about can hype we never know until we see them I mean, that's that's part of the fun of the job, too, right? It's like, you know, this is going to be a good time. And then something else surprises you instead. Anyway, and you're going to get to take some time off. I'm jealous. Yes, I'm
1: taking some time off. And I will tell you um, also that I wanted to give you um, uh, serious points for uh, your conversation with Pedro Amadovar um, on the co- on the red carpet at at the Oscars, which yielded <laughs> yes, my favorite amazing. story of the yeah. Oscars by yeah. far, better than yeah, I anything mean, we wrote. I
0: like, think it was cathartic for a lot of us to to read his journey because there were so many bad vibes this week, and then to see that this guy one he was able steamy. to set aside the incident and and deal with it, but also show that there was all this excitement around cinema and through the prism of his own experience setting up his own project and that's what continues is creative yeah, but people it was like also that
1: so relatable because he was being very honest about the kind of pre-show jitters that you have when you're p- putting on sure. your outfit and whether your stomach is going to show, you know, I can <laughs> yes. relate to this. And, uh, you know, the idea, the idea that uh, I was personally vindicated by his approval of Zendaya and her performance in Malcolm and Marie. Yeah. Yes. That was I'm hilarious. the only one who <laughs> approves of Zendaya.
0: And then he says, like, he calls it the very uneven Malcolm and Marie, and he describes this whole thing about her, and he's like, I'm not sure she understands. To what I was saying. and You can picture that, right? He's just sort of like rambling to her and she's like, what's happening right now? <laughs> Hopefully someone sent that to her and she's like thinking I should really sit down with that guy and talk about Oh, she's together. smart
1: enough to yeah. know how important that conversation was. And yeah. then he's, he may, in fact, I'm curious to see if he ends up going through with his first English language movie, which he's never been willing women. to do all this yeah. time.
0: Well, don't forget, I mean, this is a guy who passed on directing Sister Act in the early 90s and in some ways, I mean, talking about everything we've been talking about today, like there's a guy who professionally has benefited from not committing to being part of Hollywood when he was a hot young director and has continued his own path. He's got this own situation in Spain that works for him and doesn't have to be subsumed by that. So doing an English language movie with American stars, is kind of intimidating. Right. So we'll see how it plays out. And it's nice to see that that element, um, that frailty, in real time so as he travels through the Oscars. I love. I read Oscar.
1: his story, and it's like you're, any any writer, you know, I mean, who's really good. You know, you're you're in their hands, and you're with them, and you're seeing. Yeah. Them. I want to spend time with him. I love him. Yeah, I always and enjoy talking to him, and I yeah, love being guy, in, in his movies. I, there's and, a I, guy who words, likes to, being immersed in them. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: there's a guy who likes to go to Cannes just to watch
1: just to watch other
0: people's films so hopefully we'll see him there all right right, and we'll rest easy and we'll see you back here in two two weeks. weeks
1: okay bye bye bye